1: back. hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout women's lives. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CHAT at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code CHAT for 15% off today.
0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Podcast. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's Laura Reagan, LCSWC, with today's episode...
1: Hey everyone, it's Laura Reagan, host of Therapy Chat. I'm so excited to tell you about my guest for today. Mara Glatzel, MSW, is an intuitive guide and energy healer for women who are yearning to belong to themselves. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Mara. She facilitates daily conversations about intention, truth, and celebration. She's a creative leader, a wild celebrator of the sacred mundane, an expert at living in her own skin with grace and ease. At the core of her work is a desire to live a well-intentioned life, which means more joy, grit, and vibrant imperfection to spare. She's just my kind of person, and I've been really inspired by Mara, her writing, her programs, and I wanted to share her with you so you can learn more about what she's doing. So I hope you'll be as inspired as I've been by hearing from Mara today. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. My guest today is Mara Glatzel. Mara, thank you so much for being here. Thank
2: you so much for having me. I'm really excited to dive into our conversation today.
1: Me too. So I happened upon your website after someone posted a blog post that you had, probably maybe on Facebook or something, and I hadn't heard about you before, but as soon as I saw that, I wanted to know everything you were doing. I became a total fan immediately because um, to me, looking at your website is just like, Um, you know, it feels so glittery and warm and nurturing and just, you know, all the feelings I want to (laughs) have. So can you share with the people who are listening what you do? It seems like it's different from anything else I've seen. (laughs) I don't know if that's good or bad.
2: Um, It's good. (laughs) I uh I work primarily with women who want to live with more intention and more self-love and self-responsibility, women who want to really show up for their lives. And that includes cultivating that deep like profoundly deep relationship with themselves that sometimes you're not able to get to if you're really busy worrying about Your next achievement or how your body looks or all of these things that, um, we spend a lot of our time on as women uh, that are really distracting. And so I work with those layers beneath, uh, that self-trust that we have, that feeling of having our own back and how we can take steps towards cultivating that in really real and tangible ways every single day. Because, you know, I like to take those big nebulous concepts and break them down into, um, as tangible and, uh, and comfortable and understandable, (laughs) relatable, um, pieces as possible. Cause I think that that's when we're able to do our best learning. And so often we don't, we don't dive into the deeper work because we believe it's either going to be really hard or we feel inadequate in the face of it. And so by, by doing that work of breaking it down into these pieces that are more manageable, I think that, uh, I'm able to have a lot of really beautiful and deep conversations with women, um, that helps them move forward in ways that feel really good to them.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the things that makes your work seem so different is that, um, it's not, well, it's not at all like therapy and it's not focused on symptoms or even really emotions. It's more just a deep, conversation about self-love, self-compassion, um, it's like, to me, it seems like touching something that's inside the person and helping them pull that out in a way that I just haven't heard before. And I, it's really powerful. Thank you. Um,
2: yeah, I, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I have a, a background as a therapist and I thought that that was going to be my work. And as I was in school getting my master's in social work, I found myself not not fitting totally. Um, my the field department at my in my program really wanted me to shut down my website. They saw it as a liability, and my business was really built on. At the time, I had one of the um, one of the biggest, I think, most well-read body image blogs. Mm. on, on the internet. And I had been working on that for a couple of years up until that point, it was never my intention necessarily to turn it into a business. It was just a real passion project. It was, um, a way for me, I live in a really small town, uh, a way for me to find other people who were like me, who were thinking about things like me and who are having these conversations around the world. And, what ended up growing out of that was that beneath all of these layers of things that had been plaguing me during, you know, much of my life about my body or I was, I am always kind of a real, uh, perfectionist, Mm -hmm. um, recovering, very controlling person. You know, I lived with a lot of fear and that fear was rooted in the fact that I didn't trust myself. And so, as my work grew, it became more about, less about how we deal with those topical symptoms, those things that are showing up, those pain points, and more about how we cultivate this relationship with ourselves that we take everywhere, that we take to work, that we take to our relationships, that we have when we're looking in the mirror, you know, that, that, um, that feeling of wanting to belong so badly and realizing that that true belonging could be in belonging to yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah because it's not really about how others see you or how what, you know, if other people are mad at you or happy with you, if you're not connected and loving yourself, none of that is anything. Mhm. But the whole thing about perfectionism is like performing and perfecting for other people. Yeah.
2: Well, and it's so interesting because i I believe that we do that out of an effort to feel safe in belonging to our tribe, whatever that tribe is. But when we have to sacrifice belonging to ourselves in order to belong to the world around us, we get that deep sense of loneliness
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know that feeling of um of it just not being right you know, I'm here, and I have all of the things and And I had one of these breaking points myself where, you know, I was in the like really good school, getting the really good degree, getting married to a really attractive, lovely person in a very fairy tale sort of wedding. And all of the right things that I had been putting into place were happening. But I was so miserable Mm -hmm. inside of that life because I hadn't – there was so much that I had to sacrifice or I felt like I had to sacrifice in order to stay there and that included – speaking my truth or cutting out on my own or, um, asking for what I needed in my relationship or all of these different places where I, I was belonging, but I, there was so much fear that if I was authentic and if I was vulnerable and if I allowed myself to truly be myself, that I wouldn't be able to have those things anymore. Um, and I think that we do that, right. We do that. And When we're babies, uh, our belonging to our our people, right, (laughs) whoever we've been born to or who's taking care of us, it's a real life or death situation that, you know, we have to belong Right. If we're not if we don't belong, we have no ability to take care of ourselves. So, you know, if we don't have that ability to belong, our safety is threatened in a very real way. And I think we carry that through our lives in some ways um, mm-hmm. because we, we have so much fear around not belonging and are so readily able to uh, jeopardize our own belonging with ourselves in order to belong to whatever crew or group or family or network that is around us. And so finding that, um, that happy medium of both really honoring and respecting and appreciating ourselves and also participating in the world in a way that feels really good.
1: Wow. Yes. Very well said. And which brings me to, um, something I commented before we started recording, I'm, just curious how you I don't know if you can explain it but how did you learn how to express yourself the way you do with the things you say having such meaning and and being so evocative because when I read your blog posts I feel like you say things people don't say and it's it's like poetry and I'm wondering do you have like a creative writing background or are you a writer too, or what's the deal?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am a writer. Um, I do have a creative writing background. Uh, my my <laughs> under, I have been writing my whole life, but my undergraduate degree um, was in English with my, my focus was mostly on creative nonfiction. And, um, that was the first work that I really did around telling stories about the body and working with storytelling as an, an- antidote to shame.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I just really liked to write. And I really, I really enjoy communicating in that way. And, when I write for my business, you know, or I write for online or in my weekly newsletters, my newsletters are really my favorite place. I think because it feels like real secret swapping; it feels really intimate, yeah. um, even though it goes out to people all over the world. I I just think that there's a way that we share can share our stories through writing that's really powerful and helps us connect with people and that that is always something that I've loved to do. And, you know, I think that one of my strengths as a human um, is to be able to say things to people in a way that they can best receive it. Mm. Uh, I've always been that way. And it's sort of funny. It's something I really like about myself, I guess, now that I'm talking about it. Um,
1: It's a gift.
2: Yeah, it's just it's interesting because I'm a Pisces. I'm really intuitive. I pay I pay a lot of attention to the people who are around me, and um, I'm an introvert. So you know, I really just notice things about people, and I think that I, I get a lot of pleasure in talking about things that are difficult um, in a way that allows people to best receive them. Because with so many of these topics, they're they're big and they're sort of Nebulous and scary and weird and <laughs> on most days, like what's a good day to start talking about that? I don't know. Um, right. But I believe that we can have these conversations in a more lighthearted way. That we can play with these different ways of being in the world without it feeling like we're risking everything. And um, and and in writing, I find is one of the best ways to do that. I also do a little bit of spoken word stuff, Mm. uh, around that. But because you can read it on your own time, you can read it in your own space. You can process it however you want to and integrate it into your life in whatever way feels best for you. It's not as confronting as having a conversation with somebody. And so I think that there's something really powerful about that because it's like these quiet transmissions that we can work with in whatever way feels best for us.
1: Yeah. It feels private. Like you said, intimate, but something you do on your, um, on your newsletter and I'm not sure, I don't want to misspeak if you do it on your blog or not, but I know on the newsletter it it says, um, click here if you want me to read this to you so we can hear it in your voice. Am I right?
2: Yeah. I yeah. I started really doing that about two years ago and it's funny People love, people who love that. I, one of my chief fears in this world is reading out loud. Hmm. And, um, (laughs) and so still every single week when I record those emails, I have to laugh that I don't know why I do it. It makes me feel so, I don't know. Sometimes I record them a bunch of times. It always gives me a little bit of a feeling of anxiety, but I love, again, that the immediacy of that, that you can have somebody read something to you um, and, and how reassuring it is. I think that so many of us walk around believing we should do everything on our own without the support and validation of people who are boosting us up or telling us that we're doing a great job or uh, empowering us um, or rather guiding us to empower ourselves. Um, and that there's a real difference. If if you're the kind of person who wants to hear it read out loud, that is like a specifically beautiful kind of medicine. Yeah. So it's worth the risk.
1: Yeah, it's vulnerable <laughs> for you, but it's, you know, you're that's I think what makes it so powerful to read is like, wow, she's saying like some deep stuff here. And it's, but, you know, completely like exactly what I needed to hear. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like it so much. Um, so something you said about um, feeling like we have to do everything on our own. Um, you have the Open to Receive program. Um, is that something that you offer ongoing or just at certain times?
2: It is something that I have offered only at certain times, but starting in mid March. Uh, so I think it'll probably go live between March 15th and March 18th. I'm turning it into an on-demand program, uh, on my site because I think I want people to be able to have it whenever they need it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, if you were interested and anyone was interested in that, you could find it on my site, uh, on demand because it's really beautiful. It's a really beautiful program. Um, And it's just it's two weeks of getting receiving an audio every day, and I think that those audios were specifically created to support and nurture and tend to those soft parts of yourself that don't often get spoken to. And it was a real departure from anything that I had done up until that point. It felt um, it felt very different for me, and it has been.
1: therapists. We've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to TherapyNotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months.
2: Really well received and... I, I, really enjoy it. It's one of my favorite offerings.
1: It's really special. I did it and I loved it. Um, and I think the next time it came around after I did it, I was recommending it to all my clients, but because, um, you know, it goes back to that belonging. If you had that experience of not belonging or fearing that you wouldn't belong, um, and then you carry it with you throughout your life, you kind of develop this sense of, I don't need anyone, I'm self-reliant and which is lonely and then it's hard to connect with other people because you are so guarded. So when I saw Open to Receive, I think for me it came at the right time, I just wanted to soften a bit with that and not be so resistant to accepting help or asking for help and um, I thought it was just really beautiful and, and a lot of people really struggle with that. It's, there's definitely a need for it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. It's one of those programs that's sort of difficult to market to people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because, because so many of us look at something like that and think we should be able to do it without it. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, all right, that sounds, you know, sort of nice, but I should be able to do it. I should be able to live. I should be able to get myself together. Um, I I should, I should, I should, I should, I should, without any of that validation or affirmation. And can you do it without any support or help from anyone else? Probably. Right. But I'm so interested in how we can have the most ease and grace and good feeling uh in these these um different times of transformation and you know if it helps you then why why not right it's the same thing people who are so resistant to giving themselves pep talks in their own head or writing themselves love notes like nobody's around to see what you're doing it's totally okay to tell yourself that you're great every once in a while, uh, and. And how good it can feel to right. have those parts of yourself spoken to. I mean, I think that's on the whole why I do the work that I do from all of the one-to-one coaching to programs uh, to my newsletter. It's like it just feels good to be lovingly spoken to. And why why can't there be space for that? Why aren't there more spaces like that? Um, you know, I... I was having this great conversation with my partner last week about that because we're about to have a child. And, uh, I was thinking about, you know, how, like how, how much you love you give to a baby. Right. And this idea that, I don't know that in the parenting world, people talk about, it's like, you're going to spoil your child if you love them too Mm-mm. much. Why? Mm-mm. Why? Like what, what's, what's the harm? And I, you know, it's the same. I feel the same with my partner. It's like, so what if I tell you an extra three times today that I love you? I mean, what what's what could go wrong except that <laughs> right. you could feel really good, <laughs> right? You know, and, and what's I the think, worst
1: thing that could happen? Nothing, right?
2: And I think we could all be more generous both to one another and also to ourselves, and that that's that's a piece of what my work uh, tries to do, uh, what I try to do in my work. How I try to be of service is you know, it's like to be really generous that we can it's okay for us to hear these nice things over and over and over again. It's okay if we need or want to be told that we're enough over and over and over again, that we're allowed to have that and we don't have to feel bad about
1: wanting it and
2: that it just makes things feel better, makes us feel better.
1: Yeah. And I agree with you that, um, sometimes we feel oh, I should be able to do this myself, and I don't need, you know, to pay for someone else to tell me that I'm good enough. But if you don't feel that way, and it's not changing, then why not just give it a try? Because I feel not only do you benefit from Opening to receive, you give more when you allow yourself to receive. Because when, you know, the fact is, if you're not open to receiving, you're really not that open to giving, even Mm -hmm. though you may be, you know, you might be doing for everyone else, but you're really, it's not coming from a place of generosity. It's more like a place of scarcity and lack because you're, you're doing it so that you'll be loved or so that you'll be accepted or won't be rejected or whatever. Mm hmm. But also, I think you price your offerings, you know, very reasonably. Really, I'm not, it's not, you know, totally a sales pitch, but I mean, <laughs> they're very affordable. Well, thank you. I, I try to keep them <laughs> affordable. Yeah. And by the way, I meant to say, as you mentioned it, congratulations on your upcoming baby.
2: Thank you.
1: Very beautiful experience. And you can't love your baby too much. There's no No. such thing as spoiling them. I know. It's so crazy.
2: It's so crazy, but we live in that kind of culture, especially right now that sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, do it, you know, better, harder, (laughs) all of this kind of stuff. And, and I saw myself get into that, you know, I saw myself really, I'm good at doing hard things, mm-hmm. you know, I can see myself like kind of geared up for battle, what that looks like. And it's not that I probably, I, I could have kept living like that forever. I mean, I, I could have, but I was so tired and it felt so, it felt like I had to seal the best parts of myself off in order to accomplish it. And I think that we can have both, right? We can be really ambitious. I'm really ambitious. Um, And we can also rest. We can give to ourselves and also give to other people that we can find more of that kind of balance. And maybe we're not going to get things done at the breakneck speed that we may like to, but on the whole, our life is going to be that much more enjoyable,
1: I agree 100%. And I think, you know, really all we have is each moment. So what's the hurry? You know, just enjoy now. Absolutely. So um, we talked a little bit about open to receive and you have a lot of, you have classes, you have workshops, and then you do work in person. Can you talk about kind of the variety of ways that people can work with you? Hmm.
2: Yeah, so I work with people one on one, you know, usually over a course of a couple of months. And that is sometimes the most personal work, right? It's, you know, just you and me on the line and, and really talking so in depth about bringing these themes and bringing a lot of, um, self-kindness and, uh, daily tending and nurturing to your life and what that will look like and real hands-on tangible practices. Uh, I also do a lot of group work because I think that for most of the people who find their way to my virtual doorstep um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of stuff about belonging and a lot of stuff about mm-hmm. wanting to be a part of a community, but always feeling like you're not quite a good enough fit or you know, like we talked about earlier that you have to sacrifice pieces of yourself in order to belong and so I do some. Group work, uh, some some live retreats, where, you know, really it, it came for me. It came out of building these these events that I would most want to attend, mm-hmm. which is a weekend where you get to circle with women and talk about all of the things that you're trying to do, where you're getting hung up, uh, really restoring your spirit. I run those events with my partner, who's a professional chef of 20 years, and she makes us really good food, and we spend a lot of time outside, and we do a lot of uh, different sorts of arts-related, crafty kind of things, a lot of hands-on work, and, you know, it's sort of like the grown-up slumber party that you always wanted to have, (laughs) I mean I just think that that we can do really beautiful work and that so much healing can happen in those sorts of spaces where we just spend time talking about things that are important to us with people who really get it and see us. And so those kinds of live events, usually I do a couple a year uh, are really special and and wonderful. And because we can't always get together. Uh, and hang out in person, which I would just love if we could. I also run some online uh, programs and classes and circles where there are opportunities to gather virtually with other women from around the planet to do similar things and you know it's it's interesting it's a little bit obviously it's different than gathering in person but one of the great challenges, uh, for me, something I really love about doing this work is figuring out ways to make those virtual spaces feel as cozy and as intimate as possible. Um, as like being circled together in a living room as possible. So, uh, but it's more manageable, right? There's no travel involved. It's definitely cheaper. Yeah. Um, and you can do it from the comfort of your own house. So that feeling of craving that community and, and really doing that self work with people uh within a network of people who are doing similar work, I think is really beautiful and, and fun and interesting as well.
1: Wow. Yeah. So which um what what do you call the online circles? Are there all different ones? Mm. I run a couple
2: over the course of the year. Um, they are uh, e-courses, meaning that they include both kind of like email um, lessons and information sent to you. There's video, there's guided meditation, and sometimes they also include live events that I'll do on a, a, platform like Spreecast or, you know, some sort of video program where you can see me and you can also chat with one another. Okay. And, um, those that I do are Ferocious Truth, which is coming up in March, uh, which is all about telling your truth and honoring that part of yourself, belonging to that part of yourself. Uh, and also, um, uh, the deep exhale, which is coming in later in the spring, which is all about honoring your own needs and rest, 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 rest. Uh, really restoring yourself so that you can show up and do the work on the planet that you are meant to do. And those are, uh, again, classes that have more of a community component to them, whether it's on Facebook or on Instagram or in these live virtual gatherings.
1: Wonderful. So the ferocious truth you mentioned is in March and this episode should be coming up in, uh, around March 11th. So will there still be time for people to sign up if they, if they want to, if they get right on it, March 11th, 2016? Woohoo.
2: Absolutely. Uh, the class starts officially on the 13th, but I usually leave it, um, open a couple of days after that for there's always one or two, uh, people (laughs) who are like, I just found you and I want to do it. I'm like, great. There's room here for all of us. Uh, so, so definitely there's still, there's still space and it's going to be, uh, it's the first time that I've taught this class. It's the first new class actually that I've created in over a year. And I'm really excited about it because, again, it speaks that piece, right? That belonging to yourself, uh, that piece that nobody can take away, which is really, really powerful work. And I think that we can do it in a fun and not so intimidating way.
1: Yeah. It sounds beautiful. And then the deep exhale is later in the spring. So if they do miss the sign up for this, this time for the ferocious truth, um, you know, maybe people can get on board with the deep exhale and to find out about all the things that are happening. What's the best way?
2: I say the best way to hang out with me always is to find your way to my weekly newsletter. Um, as we talked about a couple times, I, I, you know, I tell a story once a week and I read it out loud as well. And you can receive that in your inbox. You can find it on my site at maraglatzel.com backslash newsletter. If you go to my site, it's pretty clear. You can find your way there. Uh, but that that's the best way. I mean, I show up there every single week. It is, um, I think, the place that people like to hang out with me the best, the place I like to hang out with people the best. Mm. And it's all, also the spot where you will hear about anything new that's coming up whether it's open spaces for one-on-one coaching or upcoming courses or classes different kinds of opportunities and also free fun stuff because you know sometimes I teach uh one-off free classes and different sorts of things and you will hear all about that if you if you find your way over to the newsletter
1: awesome awesome well, I hope that people who are listening are getting a picture of what you have going on because it's really beautiful and I think it's really special. So, um they can find out all about it signing up for your newsletter and going on your website and looking around. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Mara, so much for being here. It was really a pleasure to talk with you and um I'm going to be signing up for a few things myself very soon again. So <laughs> Woohoo. I'll be, I'll be staying in touch.
2: Excellent. Well, it is always a pleasure to have you in all of my classes and it would be wonderful to have any of your, of your people, your audience hang out with us as well. It's the community that gathers, uh, in all of these different offerings. That's the one, I mean, I, you know, I can't really control that at all. And it always blows me away. Because I think that there are people all over this planet who are doing such beautiful, intentional work with their lives, showing up for themselves. And it is always such a pleasure to be a part of that greater community. Um, I think that, you know, it's the best thing. It's the
1: best thing in my life, certainly. Oh, that's so beautiful. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today.
0: Thank you for listening to the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, visit Laura's website at www.laurareganlcswc.com.